Hi, everybody. I'm Dan Clydman, Editor-in-Chief of Yahoo News, and welcome to this bonus episode of Yahoo News' Conspiracy Land, a new podcast series on the murder of Seth Rich brought to you by Skullduggery. I'm here with my colleague and Skullduggery co-host Mike Isikoff, Yahoo News' Chief Investigative Correspondent and the host of Conspiracy Land, and Viana Goladriga, the veteran news broadcaster who's reported for ABC News, CBC News, is currently a CNN contributor, and is our former colleague at Yahoo. In these special episodes, we will tell the story behind the story of Conspiracy Land, explore the larger themes that this tangled and tragic case raises, and hear from Mike what it was like to report on the Seth Rich murder as he plumbed the depths of the dark netherworld of American political conspiracies. Each bonus podcast will be available with the episode it corresponds to. Today, we're discussing episode five, Fox News Fallout. Welcome back, guys. I'm so intrigued. Let's dig right into it. (laughs) All right, Isikoff, who is Malia Zimmerman? She is a Fox News website reporter based in California. She was an investigative reporter. She did some work on the Hillary Clinton email investigation during the 2016 campaign. And she ends up being the reporter who Ed Butowski works with to get this story, this bogus story about Seth Rich being the leaker to WikiLeaks, to Fox News. And this is a local Fox News. Well, no, she's a national. Malia Zimmerman is a reporter for Fox News website nationally. But the story breaks. The story originally breaks after Malia Zimmerman says she has a source an anonymous federal investigator, we don't know which agency she's referring to, who has seen the so-called forensic report that Cy Hirsch had originally described to Ed Butowski purporting to show that there were communications between Seth Rich and WikiLeaks. Now, remember from our last episode, Cy Hirsch ultimately says he doesn't even know if this is true and walked away from this story. But that's not what Ed Butowski wanted to hear. And Malia Zimmerman goes out and she says, finds somebody We have no idea who this person is who purports to confirm that there was such a forensic report by the FBI. Now, she knows that's not enough. You know, one anonymous source vaguely described. You don't even know which agency it is. Obviously, he has no documents to back up what it is that he is telling Malia Zimmerman if, in fact, he told her what she says she was told. But. She figures Rod Wheeler, the private investigator, maybe he can be my confirming source for this story, right? And Rod Wheeler, who has no idea who this investigator is, no idea about whether there's any such FBI forensic report, but is trying to be a you know helpful guy to this band of conspiracy mongers he's working with, and initially tells the Fox local Fox News reporter that he has confirmed to Malia Zimmerman what it is that she wants to hear, which is that there were communications between Rich and WikiLeaks. But he's learned this from Malia Zimmerman. He's learned it I mean, from, it's totally yeah. circular. It's completely circular. There's nothing to back it up. And breaks every journalistic rule right. that we follow well, before going... everything about this story breaks <laughs> right. every journalistic before, rule you can come up with. Before right. you go forward with a story, right? Yeah. Yes. This isn't... 
the typical tactic one takes. No, no. And it's certainly not. And there were so many red flags about what they were about to report. But, and then, you know, you get into the dynamics of cable TV. Fox has this local affiliate. They don't want a local affiliate breaking a big story. So once Wheeler spills the beans about what Malia Zimmerman has written, and by the way, at that point, the story wasn't even edited. The editors at Fox News hadn't even seen the story at that point. But, oh my God, the local Fox affiliate in Washington is reporting on this. They all get to work that morning and they see Malia Zimmerman's story and they we got to get this out there. And they just post it. And Ed Butalski, who along all through this says that yeah. this is not for his own public fame and that, that he doesn't want any media attention, is emailing producers and hosts He's emailing of the president's yeah. favorite show, the morning show, exactly. Fox and Friends. Now, this is, by the way, after he had put his own pressure on Wheeler, Wheeler to confirm the story, telling him the president wants this story out. He leaves him a voicemail and tells him, so give Malia those quotes she needs because you know, at the highest levels of the United States government, they want this story out. So, because he never talked to Trump, he never he was he manipulating. Says he never Wheeler. talks to Trump, right? Yeah. And you know, we don't know with Ed Butowski. You're right. never quite you get sure. Get into quite the exchange with him about his relationship with Bannon as well. Steve and Bannon, how many years? That's yeah. right. That's, yes. Uh, <laughs> no, never. Talked he to couldn't him. keep straight. When was the last time he talked to Steve <laughs> Bannon, who was quietly promoting the story, as we point out in this episode? So anyway, so Fox. Fox News website rushes the Malia Zimmerman story onto the internet. They post it. And Butowski is emailing the morning Fox show folks, Steve Ducey and Brian Kilmaid and all those. He said, big story, big story. You got to jump all over this. They do. And then from there, it's off to the races, and Sean Hannity is shouting it from the rooftops. Where's the rich family throughout all of this? They were in Omaha at home, had no idea this was going on. They didn't even know the Fox story was going to run. And No one reached you know, out to them. You know, Mary Rich says nobody reached out to us about this all, and they're sitting at home at night, and suddenly there's Sean Hannity talking about their son as the leaker to WikiLeaks. And Sean Hannity eventually comes, and Fox comes under fire oh, yeah. for reporting this story. But Sean Hannity is pretty unrepentant. Tell well, us how he, he deals with he, it. He waffles after he gets heat for several days. Advertisers, Advertisers were bailing. Right were bailing on him. The Washington police has denied the story. The FBI has denied the story. And Fox News management is where? Fox News management is... Did they you know, retract the story? They well, to... they, they after eight days, they retracted the story, took it down from their website, issued a statement saying it didn't meet our editorial standards. And Sean Hannity says that out of respect for the family, out of he's going to stop for talking the family, about this, but... I'm not going to back down from doing my job. Which is a wink and a nod a to his followers. A wink and a nod to his fans. And then on his radio show, it says, continues. I've retracted nothing. And he continues to talk about it. In fact, I think yeah, hours, I right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how much he continued to talk about it at that point because he was getting a lot of heat and Fox was getting a lot of heat. But here is what's so pernicious about all this is once something gets out there like this, 
it doesn't go away. As Mary Rich points out, is said, yeah, they retract it, but it's still out there on the internet. It's still out there. People are still believing that they're still circulating this. And people like Ed Butowski are not giving up. In fact, they continue to pump it. They continue to fan it. And who else is doing so? Roger Stone, other conspiracy entrepreneurs out there, and one of them we'll get to in episode six is inevitably Jerome Corsi, the dean of conspiracy theorists. So let me ask you, in this era of fake news and the president lobbing that accusation at every story headline that he doesn't like or that disparages him, what, for our listeners, what is the role that media plays throughout all of this, because having the fame, having the recognition of the Fox News brand, their most popular, most viewed commentators, journalists, whatever you want to call them, pushing all of this out is what really got this story to be as big as it is. Absolutely. And you asked all the right questions and you presented facts. That didn't seem to matter to some of these people. No, no, because in our fractured, polarized political world, facts are only useful when they confirm your own prejudices, when they confirm what you want to know and what you want to hear. And if those facts don't do that, they're not serving their purpose anymore, and people tune them out and they block them, and it doesn't get through to their brains. And nobody has the authority to call that out, because in the conspiracy land that we've become, every institution is under question. Every institution is suspect. There's the deep state. There's the people pulling the strings behind closed doors. That's the view of the world that has taken up so much oxygen now and gets so much traction, especially in the world of social media. And it's what the Russians have taken great advantage of, especially in this country with the First Amendment and anybody being able to spew whatever misinformation they want to. Has Fox News taken any responsibility for its role in this, you know, what is a tragic no, I mean, American they, tragedy know, for the rich people, rich family? And- they've retracted the story. They said at the time, well, a few months later, when the lawsuits began on this, that they were conducting an internal investigation into what happened and how the story came about. There's uh, been no findings that have been publicly released on that internal investigation. I talked to Fox for this. Uh, they were, they got back to me. They talked to me. They said, look, uh, you know, we'll give you our statements, but we can't say anything because this is a subject of continuing litigation. And in their court arguments, they've argued that this was reporting protected by the First Amendment about an issue of public concern. Well, we can't end this uh, bonus episode without coming back to Mary Rich. You end the episode with her and this right. wrenching comment that she makes, which you alluded to in one of our earlier bonus episodes. Tell us. Um, yeah. I mean, that was probably the sort of emotionally draining and heart rendering interview we did because as we walk her through what happened and we get to the Fox story, that's when she just almost completely loses it and says, this is a pain. You know, we are living with every day and this is like losing our son 
all over again. And we'll hear in in the final bonus episode about the effect this has had on her other son, Aaron Rich. Yes. And what he's been dragged through throughout this entire process as well. Yes. Well, we'll be back soon with uh, Collateral Damage. Episode 6. What is the true source of the Seth Rich conspiracy theory, and who should be held accountable? Join us as we get to the bottom of it at news.yahoo.com slash conspiracyland. And subscribe to Conspiracyland on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts.